a world where anyone can have a podcast. Peter Von Panda is one of them. Rants are taken to a whole new level. This is the Peter Von Panda Podcast. A giant waste of time. Right, I thought I would just go live because I just came back from the grocery store. Toilet paper is in short supply these days, and I love it because uh, I have seen on the news, I've seen online photos of empty toilet paper shelves and all those types of things. And so I know there's a run on toilet paper. It's funny because as a prepper light, probably one of the things that's not essential is toilet paper. It is a total luxury item for our modern civilization. And it's absolutely fine. And I love having it. Believe me, I wouldn't want to not have it. But there are tons of alternatives out there for toilet paper. And it's just funny to me that, you know, in in the face of a flu-like crisis here, like I'm calling coronavirus like a super flu or something like that, that everyone's all worked up about it. The president went online last night. All the headlines are talking about it. There's mass hysteria. And I feel like actually coronavirus is going to be the savior of mainstream media in some ways because it's kind of like clickbait. Um, But nonetheless, very serious, very serious. Hopefully it will uh, kind of peter out eventually, but uh, I'm sure it'll stay top headlines for a little while. But basically what I wanted to talk about is that are a bunch of other things, you know, that we'd start considering um, lower needs and then things in the want category. And I would put toilet paper in the want need category first of all you can go camping and not take toilet paper with you but most of us do it's of some uh some level uh, biodegradable toilet paper uh gerardo asks the questions away Feel, feel free to fire into the chat i will answer them as i can but i basically wanted to talk about toilet paper alternatives and of all the things that people are buying they should probably be buying other things other than toilet paper but basically if you find yourself without toilet paper don't freak out chill take a deep breath and repeat after me, Woosah. I am a hollow reed. Trouble blows through me like the wind. Because there are a lot of people that don't have toilet paper. Listen, there's Skid Row and all these homeless areas and people are pooping on the streets and I don't know that there's a good supply of toilet paper anywhere. Um, will I catch a virus by watching this video? I hope not. But uh, basically whatever what I've seen here is that uh, you can just catch... <coughs> I, I hope I haven't affected you guys. Um, cover your face with uh, toilet paper. Like this, you just walk around like that. Um, but basically, this little thing is like gold at the moment. And what I'm basically saying here is that if you have toilet paper, absolutely, that's great. And you might want to conserve it because there's no reason to double up, especially when you've got the two or three ply to begin with. Um, yeah, <laughs> Costco, absolutely. Yeah, I just came back from Walmart and they were basically out. So I went to another grocery store and they still had toilet paper. I got the generic kind. Seems pretty good. This is the first time I've ever used this brand. Um, but basically what I'm saying is that when I grew up, and I remember, you know, uh, I have a younger sister, and I remember uh, in the diaper age, my parents, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, which is to say we didn't have money growing up, right? And I remember we did not have disposable diapers. When I heard about disposable diapers, I thought, wow, what kind of rich people can just buy an unlimited supply of diapers that every time they use them, they just throw them away, right? So that's kind of a new thing too. I don't know that it's super new, but when I was a kid, we had like these cloth diapers, Right. And I remember when uh, my sister needed changing, it was just like it was just like a big, you know, like a three ply terry cloth towel in some ways, but they were in the shape of a diaper. And what we would do is we'd rinse it off into the toilet and then you flush down uh, kind of all of the big stuff. And then we would take them like in the back 
uh, into the backyard and then hose them out with a hose and then put them in a bucket with some soap and use like a plunger and clean them up and then uh, run it through the washing machine and then hang them up to dry. And basically, I don't know how many we had, a dozen, two dozen of these things, but that's what you used in your childhood. I mean, we didn't have the disposable diapers. Um, do I want to think about the stock market crash? We can talk about that too, man. Um, you know, I'm investing. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm I'm trying to put in some money every day. I wish I had limitless amounts of it because I think, you know, uh, the stock market always sets new highs. It just depends on when. So if you've been looking for an opportunity to buy a dip, this seems like a good one. Anyway, my point here is that, you know, uh, you could do some things. You didn't, we know we're in short on toilet paper, but basically any type of cloth will work, right? Like those disposable diapers, um, one, you could use those, but like, the reusable diapers were just cloth. So you could take a rag, you know, you probably have dish rags or uh, shower rags or things like that. And if you use those, I know it's not the, the greatest thing. It's a little weird to talk about it. But if you use those, clean them up, take them out in your backyard, you know, rinse them off, get a bucket of water and rinse them off in your toilet or your sink or whatever. That's one alternative. So anything that simulates paper, you know, if you go out in the woods, people talk about using leaves or uh, whatever. You can use um, uh, the cob of a corn after you eat off all the corn you can use that cob as as like to clean your bum so there's a lot of things that you can use anything that's kind of gritty that will like lift it off i mean um some people will use a like a wet sponge and rinse those off and wash those so you can absolutely use those but you don't even need a physical thing like a fabric you can actually you know create your own like bidet, right? So if you have that, you don't even need toilet paper, but you could jump in your shower and use your shower head or something like that to clean yourself off too. So um, the idea that if you run out of toilet paper, somehow you are in a pinch that you are not gonna be able to get out of, I think is absolutely ridiculous. And so I think a lot of people are thinking about that and kind of focusing in on the wrong stuff and seeing people walk out with like four or five of the econo packs of toilet paper are freaking people out and creating a run on it in, in a way that if I didn't have this for weeks, Weeks, it would be an inconvenience and I would miss it, but it would not be, I don't know, a showstopper. It would not change my life and it certainly would not put my survival at risk. You know, like I said, clothing, food, shelter, right? Your water and stuff like that. I'm actually doing a video pretty soon on how to uh, stockpile some water. So in a really cheap um, and hopefully slightly innovative way. So if you uh, have that need, you know, because I think those types of things, you, those are the types of things you want to think about because uh, water main interruptions, whatever, maybe your well breaks, maybe you don't have rainwater, whatever it might be, those types of things. So uh, you can certainly do it. Anyway, listen, I just wanted to quick jump on here and talk about alternatives to toilet paper, everything from uh, cloths to newspaper. You can use old newspaper, you know, those types of things, especially when they're slightly moist. They're, they're, they're not, they're not uh, totally uncomfortable. But like I said, I've been on lots of camping trips where it's not an issue. So anyway, uh, what other question we got here? Gerardo, stock market crash. You know, I think it's crashing. You know, I just watched uh, Michael Coe talk last night about, you know, he thinks that there's a chance, or at least the options market is betting on a 20% downside here between now and June. So it definitely could sink more. But like I said, I'm not a licensed professional in this area to tell you what to do. Um, do you suggest to avoid the gym? You know, maybe I, I guess my thing here is that I don't know. Sure. You know, I am not I have not been following this super closely. You remember there was swine flu and uh, bird flu and Ebola and there have been um, risks or threats of pandemics before. So this is hardly new. It's just I think once it gets out there into um conventional wisdom, everyone starts to react in the exact same way, which kind of creates a systemic problem. Now, 
uh, do I suggest cutting yourself off? So what they're talking about are from society or from interaction and pe they're sending people home and canceling large events and anything over 500 people, you know, like Broadway shows are being canceled, those types of things. Basically what you may have heard is the term flattening the curve. So the problem is when a disease or something comes out, what you get is this big spike in medical need, right? You know, think about like, um, 9-11, right? You know, people were injured. Obviously, a lot of people were dead. A lot of people were affected by uh, the destruction. So uh, emergency services in that area, in that New York area, were overwhelmed, right? Because there was a spike in need. If that spike, if that need had been kind of flattened out, right, if they had flattened the curve, and it wasn't just that day, but it was more about, you know, um, helping people over the next year, right, then the emergency services wouldn't have been overwhelmed. What I think they're doing, and just like flu and um, other COVID virus strains and any other thing is, is they just get out. They're kind of a social disease. In my opinion, I'm not a doctor, not a medical professional. This is what I'm, this is my opinion on it, that I think they, they get out there. And what if you, what you can do is if you can slow the rate of it dispersing, you just don't overwhelm systems. You also give yourself some time to come up with things like a vaccine or treatment and get those, some of those things out there too. But by flattening that curve, by taking that spike of need at the beginning and flattening it out over time, you just don't overwhelm systems and you give yourself a lot of time to, and, and other time for people to prep and things like that as well. So that's what I think they're doing. And I, I basically don't think is my, my guess is that you're going to ever uh, completely avoid it. So, um, you know, go to the gym or not go to the gym. I think that's up to you. But I would say there's probably some wisdom in not going out to public places if you don't have to, to help flatten that curve, flatten that risk curve for yourself and, and kind of uh, let yourself get exposed to it later or maybe never, hopefully, God willing. But uh, if you do, you know, the later you can get exposed or the later or the further out you can push that risk, I think the better off you are because they might have treatment or something like that. Uh, we need Japanese style toilets with the built-in undercarriage wash. Uh, Kid Blue Creations, I agree with you. You know, it, it's funny because bidets for so long have been kind of seen as a super luxury item, right? It's something that you see in like high-end uh, homes or high-end hotels or suites and things like that. And they, they kind of confuse some people who haven't seen them. Most of the time they aren't in U.S. homes, but they are actually pretty popular in Japan because of the sewer system and things like that and kind of cutting down on the consumption of things like this, right? And so they are built into the toilets. Uh, and there are kits, actually, you can retrofit them to basically any toilet. Um, I don't know that I would want to do that, but I can see the value in it. And basically what it does is it just makes your water supply now your toilet paper alternative. And so you actually, you know, as opposed to consuming you know, uh, uh, a physical product and putting in the sewer or whatever, your septic tank, whatever it might be, you're just kind of putting more water in there and that water can be processed. So I actually do think you're, you're probably right. Um, you know, more of those Japanese style toilets in the US would probably help one, avoid the panic of running out of toilet paper. But also uh, it would probably be, I, I'm kind of guessing more environmentally friendly over time and, and uh, require less, you know, purchasing of toilet paper and consumables over time as well. So that's uh, definitely a um, ability. Gerardo, are you going to answer our questions? 
I hopefully am. Hopefully I am. But if I'm not, if I missed something, let me know. Jack, almost 100K? Yeah, man, we're slowly climbing up there, man. So uh, hang on there, and hopefully hopefully in maybe a, a couple months, a few months, we'll, we'll hit that number. It'll be really interesting to see if we can. I never thought we'd be here, so thanks for subscribing and sticking with me here. Uh, it's been awesome to connect with you guys. I really love doing it. And so if we hit the 100,000, I don't know what we'll do, but that'll be pretty momentous, and we'll have to celebrate with uh, something fun. And I will say, you know, the other thing is, and not that this was any of the reason to do it, but, you know, when you hit 100K, you get the YouTube Creator Award, you know, the plaque potentially. What I'm really curious is how quickly do you get that if you hit 100K? So I've heard people tell me both sides of it that, uh, you know, they get to 101K and they've got the plaque in hand. I've heard other people talk about they get to like, 120 or 130,000 subscribers before they get um, their award, you know, and it doesn't really mean anything per se, but uh, I'm just kind of curious if it's like you, you cross that threshold and YouTube sends that sucker out to you. I would love to get that, get that and unbox it here on the channel with you. Um, I don't know that we'll get there, but I certainly think it's a possibility with all of your sports. So that's pretty awesome. Are you going to continue eating bats? Oh, totally. Right. You know, um, if you season them right and drizzle a little bit of lime as they are roasting on the spit. Uh, they are just delicious. What you really want to do is you want to sear in those juices. And uh, I like uh, toasting the wings over an open flame and then eating them, oh, kind of like a, uh, a piece of toast. You know, they're delicious. Like They're kind of like bacon. Uh, bats are delicious. Uh, this is good. You are live streaming. Yeah, Big Mac Sam. Hey, Big Mac Sam, I just did a video for you. The double Big Mac yesterday. Big Mac. Delicious. What did he say about the toilet paper? A stone A, uh, toilet paper alternatives. That was the beginning part of it. my uh, my little rant here is that there are a bunch of toilet paper alternatives. You can uh, hopefully uh, rewind as soon as we cancel live stream here and see it stream from the very beginning. But there are tons of toilet paper alternatives. So if you don't have toilet paper, you're running out of toilet paper, your a local store is out of toilet paper, don't freak. Don't freak. You can live without it. What state are you in? Uh, Big Mac Sam, I am in Illinois right now. Um, this is where I live and call home right now. I'm originally from Detroit, so here in the Midwest. So I've kind of always uh, seen the same mm, kind of weather patterns. Uh, this word is about using leaves, trolls. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You Well, you know what? I, I'm not sure. Uh, Stone A. Uh, you know what? You can use leaves. I'm not sure that I'm a huge fan of it. I have done it before. I have done like a 10-day... Backpacking trip where uh, you carried a little bit of toilet paper, but you know when possible, and you had nice big green leafy leaves, the kind of the big ones. Uh, you would use those to make sure they're not poison ivy because that's going to ruin your trip real fast. But you can use those, and what it does is it helps you preserve that toilet paper for when you need it. Toilet paper is also a great survival item because you can use it like a a tinder to start a fire and things like that. So if you don't need it, and I would just take the roll out is what I would do. Take the paper. Uh, the cardboard tube out and then squish the toilet paper down and put it into a Ziploc bag. And that would keep it dry and, you know, um, hopefully uh, uh, much more compact. You know, like it squeezes down. Once you squeeze the toilet paper down, fits into a Ziploc bag. And so that's how I take it on backpacking trips. It was great. Uh, you are safe from the virus. Well, you know what? Um, should I stock up on ammo? Uh, David Del Valle, Valle, should I stock up on ammo? You know what? Maybe. Um, I would say, I'm always stocked up, man. Uh, South Florida down here, your uh, Stone A. Ah, oh, South Florida. You know, um, hopefully things are going down there. I haven't heard anything about Florida, you know, so hopefully Florida is a pretty uh, safe zone at the moment. We do have a case of coronavirus, a confirmed case 
very close to here, the next suburb over. I, I'm not sure. I think it was like a, a husband and wife couple, and maybe she was traveling or something. I can't remember, but they, she tested positive. I mean, that's the thing. You know, when I was talking about the flattening the curve, I just think it's going to diffuse. I think it's going to get out there. I, I don't know that you can hide from it unless you really want to cut yourself off. But, you know, the, the fact that we live in a global society and we live – uh, fairly close to each other, and especially in urban areas, uh, the population is very dense. Uh, you know, those things that can be transmitted through touch or air or whatever it might be are just going to proliferate. I mean, you're going to be exposed to them. So unless you cut yourself off and be extreme, you know, at some point you're going to have to go back out into public and go grocery shopping or do a, to a show or ride mass transit or whatever. And so I think, you know, those things are going to get out there and hopefully uh, we can build up some tolerances or have some treatments or vaccines or whatever like that. Um so um, I don't know that anyone's safe from the virus, really. I mean, you know, you can use all the hand sanitizer you want. I mean, I think that's just a good rule not to use necessarily hand sanitizer. I, you know, I'm fine with that. But I know that they say that every winter, too, when it becomes like flu season, people are doing that. Elephant leaves. Yeah, baby. I love elephant leaves. Um, what are the, like, the grape leaves? I remember using those are really big. Uh, do you recommend I try the double Big Mac? Uh yeah, I would say uh, do it, man. You know, to me, the Big Mac, I love that sandwich. I love it's just, you know, the right amount of bread and meat and, and, and sauce and all that. So it's, it was a really just a good sandwich overall. But it was just a little too small, I think, for me to say, hey, that was a really filling sandwich. The double Big Mac is actually maybe a little, a little much. But the nice thing is if you have too much, uh, you can kind of eat to your fill, to your pleasure. Um, but uh, if you are left a little wanting, that's kind of annoying. Or wash rags, totally, Stone A, totally. Wash rags, you know, um, a garden hose if you need to. I mean, you know, jump in your, you know, your shower or whatever, like I said, you know, um, give yourself a little squirt. Bears use rabbits. Um, you know, wh why do bears, Kid Blue Creations, why do bears just get to use the rabbits? Why can't we use the rabbits too? Maybe I should raise some rabbits so that I have an endless supply of um, tush wipes. I've never heard of someone eating that Big Mac Sam. Uh, neither have I until today, but I don't know who uh, who commented on that, but I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Double Big Mac? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the Double Big Mac. It was great. And yeah, it's kind of a crazy time. And, you know, I would just say people keep your head about it and don't do silly things, you know. Um, but, I, you know, I, I'm not sure. I just, I, I do feel a little bit like, yes. Follow the recommendations. If you don't have to go out somewhere, if you don't have to travel, then, you know, don't do it. Help help flatten the curve and help slow the spread of the disease. But the inevitability of life is that it ends in death eventually. And if your number's up, your number's up. But as far as I can tell, the people that are most at risk, you know, have existing diseases or health vulnerabilities are of uh, mature age or maybe a very immature age, whatever it might be. And so, I, you know, as far as I can tell, the the, the fatalities that they've reported, are at least around here and or um, other places that I've seen, you know, people have had upper respiratory uh, issues before or um, health issues before, and it's been a contributing factor to their death, or maybe the cause of it, but it wasn't. It wasn't in and of itself the only thing they had. So what I'm what I'm saying is that uh, you know I think a lot of people, and it seems like the the survival rate is pretty great, the recovery rate is pretty good, um, the 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 fatality rate is pretty small, and I hope it stays small. You know, and and even when it's small, that doesn't mean I'm I'm happy about that. But 
you know, um, flu is also like that. I'm not trying to make it, it an exact analogy, but a lot of people will get it and, you know, they'll kind of become immune to it after they, they fight it off and some people will not. And so that's why, you know, at least as far as I can tell, going into the fall, they always tell people, you know, get your kids vac vaccinated with the flu shots, get um, your parents and senior citizens vaccinated with the flu shot. And, and the problem with that too is, and it's my understanding, that the flu is a fast mutating uh, virus, right? Uh, influenza. And so the problem is that you get these flu vaccinations and they are of the historical viruses, which means that, you know, any kind of new mutation um, that comes out this year, you're still vulnerable to. So I get it, but, you know, and I'm not saying do or don't get the flu shot, but um, one of the problems is that it's not, doesn't mean you're immune to the flu, right? And so for a lot of those people that, you know, can get some resistive, um, you know, vaccination so that they are going to not be susceptible to flus that we know of, I think that's great, you know, and especially like you said, like my parents, grandparents, whatever it might be, um, you certainly feel better about having that security about being proactive on it, but it doesn't mean that you are invulnerable or invincible to it either. So, um, you know, I don't go overboard on it and I would certainly love for them to have a coronavirus vaccine if they did and they offered it at local Walgreens or something, I'd go get it, right? But um, I think you're, people are going to be exposed. But, you know, just at this point, there's no reason to take any unnecessary risk on it. That's my thought. Anyway, uh, gone a little while here. I know that only the first few minutes I talked about toilet paper alternatives. There are a lot of them. Stone A, Gerardo, Big Mac Sam, Kid Blue Creations, uh, awesome comments. And I totally agree with you guys on all of this. So hopefully that um, is helpful. But if you know of other toilet paper alternatives... Uh, especially anything that I didn't say here, please put it in the comments below because I would love to know yours too. Because as we're helping other people, especially for for some of the people here that are thinking about some of these things and trying to be forward thinking on it and preparing and being creative and thinking outside the box, you know, we want to share those uh, ideas with people who might just be stuck in kind of the conventional ways of doing things. And if S hits the fan, <laughs> what you don't want to do is uh, freak out about some things that are maybe lower level priorities than really the core stuff, right? Feeding yourself, clothing yourself, sheltering yourself. So that's it for today. I appreciate it. We'll be back with another live stream on some more topics here pretty soon, but uh, great to connect with you guys. Peter Von Panda, out. This is the Peter Von Panda Podcast, a giant waste of time.